And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. Is this your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and listen to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. Eagle Whistler. Staple self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the vivacious Lisa Wolf, and in this hour, we'll present a 1949 classic radio Christmas broadcast of Our Miss Brooks, starring Eve Arden. But first, it's Name That Christmas Tune. Lisa Wolf Cullen will play short clips from popular Christmas songs, and a Hollywood 360 listener contestant and I will try to name that Christmas tune. Right, Lisa? That sounds like a plan. We've got Brian on the phone from Gurney, Illinois, to help play the game with us. Hey, Brian. Hi there. How's it going? Great. How are you? Hi, Brian. How are you, buddy? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. All right. Very, very good. Let's, All right. Let's we're, do this. All right. We're going to do this. We're going to have some fun. This first song is a lot of fun. Brian, this is for you. We're going to play a little clip of it. And when you know it, just shout it out, okay? I hope I get it. Here we go. Uh, You'll get it. <laughs> walking home from our house Christmas Eve. Grandma got run over a reindeer. There it is. That was a quick one. That was my favorite song. <laughs> I tell you, this is really a novelty Christmas song. It was written by Randy Brooks and originally performed by a husband and wife duo. Their name is Elmo and Patsy Trigg Shropshire. <laughs> that was a tongue twister in 1979. Wow, Brian. I remember Brian knows his music. We gotta be, <laughs> well, well, I, I don't have a chance. All right, yet to be determined. I don't have a chance. There we go. All it's right. a lot of fun. All right, Carl, I think you're going to like this one. Uh, this mm-hmm. was first recorded in 1952. Oh, um, I want cr- my two front teeth for Christmas. <laughs> no, is that it? Is that it? Is that it? No. That's it. Um, Ryan just told you the answer. Oh, I saw Chris listen. Christmas. No, just listen. I saw Santa kissing my... Nope, listen. Here it is. She tickles? Well, it's kissing that, that verse said tickle, what? but the title is kissing. <laughs> I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Yes. So oh, this man. song, even though it was first recorded by Jimmy Boyd in 52, it's been covered by many artists with the most famous one being the Jackson 5, which is what we just heard. Oh, wow. Right. right well, Brian got that yes, one. Yes, he sure did. <laughs> he's, he's up two zip. <laughs> All right, Brian, this one's for you. Uh, this song was first uh, published in 1954. I met a man who lives in Tennessee. He was heading oh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I have no idea. You'll know it when you hear Crosby, right? You'll, this this is a uh, version of Perry Como. Oh, Perry Como, yeah. 
From Atlantic I, to You'll know it as soon as you hear the Gee, the traffic is terrific the chorus, oh, here it there's is There's no place like home oh, well, the holiday. There it is All right. well, Now, nobody gets that one no, That's okay, okay. Right. So the best known recording was Perry Como um, But other than Perry Como The Carpenters recorded the version of this in 1984 on yeah. their old-fashioned Christmas They recently Christmas came record. over and, and fixed my house, the Carpenters. The Carpenters. Yeah. Well, that would be a trick. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually had that old-fashioned Christmas uh, album. Oh, did you? I sure did. Oh, <laughs> I got it from Kmart. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow, Kmart. Kmart. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> I know. I used to buy my albums from Kmart. That's where I did, yeah. too, was by my house. They were I used the cheapest. To, I used to yeah. walk over. That's where I got them. <laughs> yeah. All right, Carl, mm-hmm. this is a popular song, and um, it was first um, aired in 1949. Oh, uh, oh, I know this song. I know this one. I know you do. Um, hands that just like ice. Uh, something don't <laughs> say no to me at Christmas or something. <laughs> It's like a Me Too. Me Too had a had a real issue with this song. They did. What is it, Brian? It's too cold outside. Baby, it's cold outside. There it is. I got it. All right. That's it. So while while the lyrics make absolutely no mention of Christmas or holiday, it is popularly uh, regarded as a Christmas song. Yeah. Now, this caused a lot of controversy. It uh, sure did. And what they've done is change the words. Um, And in 2019, John Legend, Kelly Clarkson did a duet of this song together and they changed some of the words, <laughs> which was caused a lot of controversy right there. Yeah. Uh, so we won't go into the controversy, but... Um, we'll baby, just, it's cold outside. I just uh, put on the original now, why version. why would you want to go out there, baby? It's cold outside. Stay, stay here. Stay in here right? with me. I'll make some cold. I like the Dean Martin yes, version. Yes, there's Martin. a Dean Martin. It's a, He's very persuasive. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the gold diggers. Remember Remember the gold diggers, uh, Brian? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's probably roast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian, this one's for you. Uh, this goes uh, to 1984. Oh, last Christmas. Yep, that's exactly right. She's Man, got it. This Brian's is by Wham. Good. Wow. And uh, released on Epic Records December of 84. Written and produced by George Michael. And, of course, it's been covered by many artists and stuff. Wham. 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 Before, right? Blast <laughs> from the past. Remember they used to have wham when, on the Batman show when they'd punch each other? Yep. Wham. Wham. With, the, with like a starburst. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love Batman. <laughs> wham, bam. Wham, bam. <laughs> I'll we'll leave stop it there. right there. I'll leave it right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've got one more, Carl. This one's for you. This goes back to 1945. When we finally kiss goodnight. That's Frank. Yeah. That's Frank Sinatra. Sure is. But if you really hold but the me game tight, is, name that tune. <laughs> all the way home I'll be warm. The fire is slowly dying. Let's everybody can see you dancing. Let it snow. Let it snow. Let it snow. You both got, got it. Let it snow. Let got it snow. It. That's let right. It snow. So this was written in Hollywood, California, during a heat wave, and singer Frank Sinatra released a version. Uh, in 1950, of course, there's been many other versions, but I like this one the best. Let it snow, let That's it snow, let it snow. That's the Swanson Quartet. 
Oh, man. Who sings better, me or Frank Sinatra? Uh, it's let a toss-up. It let it snow, I'm thinking let it Brian. <laughs> I'm going to go with that one. Well, Brian uh, beat the host, uh, even though this isn't beat the host. You still you beat, you beat me, Brian. And uh, you're going to win a five-CD uh, set of the Classic Radio Club. And I want to thank you. You're a great player. Appreciate you. Yeah, and you. a great sport. Very Merry Christmas to you, Paul. Very Merry Christmas. You, you too, Brian. Stay Merry warm Christmas. inside and stay healthy. All right. Have a good one. And thanks for playing. When we come back, it's our Miss Brooks. A great Christmas show. You won't want to miss it. Stay with us. The lights are way down low. So let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Join the Classic Radio Club. If you do, you'll get our podcast sent to you each and every Monday absolutely free. It's part of the membership. And when you join the Classic Radio Club, you're going to get 10 classic radio shows either sent to you via email each month or you can get them on five CDs in a collector case along with liner notes with pictures of the stars. It's quite the presentation. All of the shows you'll receive in the Classic Radio Club are digitally remastered. They absolutely sound like high-fidelity monaural recordings. Absolutely brilliant sound. That's what we put in the Classic Radio Club, direct from the master recordings. So check it out. Go to ClassicRadioClub.com makes an awesome Christmas present. And if you sign up to the digital program, it starts immediately. You can uh, you can give this as a Christmas present to uh, anyone you want. You just designate them to get the digital downloads each month. It's the Christmas gift that keeps on giving all year long. Plus, you will get the podcast, the full five-hour podcast that now has a video link. You can watch us in the studio. And you get to watch Carl dance to all the music. I do and dance. that's worth the price in and of itself. I do dance when we're... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so go to ClassicRadioClub.com, ClassicRadioClub.com. And if you just want the podcast, you can sign up for that at Hollywood360Radio.com. All right, our Miss Brooks. This was their traditional Christmas story the Magic Christmas Tree. It's a terrific show from Christmas Day, December 25th, 1949. This stars Eve Arden. Here's part one of Our Miss Brooks. Colgate Palmolive Pete, makers of Colgate Dental Cream, Luster Cream Shampoo, and Palmolive Shaving Creams, bring you Our Miss Brooks, starring Eve Arden. And we take this joyous opportunity to wish you, on behalf of Colgate Palmolive Pete, a glorious Merry Christmas. And now, Our Miss Brooks. again for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks, written by Al Lewis. Well, most of us spent Christmas Eve with our families and friends, but Our Miss Brooks, who teaches English at Madison High School, wasn't quite so fortunate. No, my family was too far away to visit, and it seems my friends had other plans. But I made up my mind not to brood about it, and was trimming a rather tiny tree in our living room when my landlady, Mrs. Davis, joined me. What a nice tree, Connie. It isn't really, Mrs. Davis, but it's the only one I could afford. Oh, what did you pay for it? I found it in a vacant lot. (laughs) What I 
like about it is the size. It's not too big or too small. It's just too small. <laughs> I'd like to stay here and celebrate Christmas Eve with you, Connie, but I promised my sister Angela I'd come over to her place. You remember Angela, the absent-minded one? Oh, certainly, Mrs. Davis. She always got a big thrill out of the holidays, even when we were girls. Of course, the poor dear could never remember when it was actually Christmas. And one Christmas morning, she did the funniest thing. What's that, Mrs. Davis? What's what, dear? <laughs> what did Angela do? Angela. Your sister. My sister. The absent-minded one. What did she do? I haven't spoken to Angela in some time. <laughs> what has she been up to? That's what I'd like to know. Maybe I can refresh your memory. Christmas morning, Angela did the funniest thing. Christmas morning isn't until tomorrow, Connie. <laughs> you must be confused. Well, don't worry about it. I only get these spells once in a while. <laughs> now, I've developed a little scheme which works wonders for me. Supposing you have trouble remembering where you put things around the house. Well, you just keep repeating the location to yourself with a sort of rhythm. For example, I just chant to myself, the mustard's in the closet, the bread is in the box. The mustard's in the closet, the bread is in the box. The mustard's in the closet, the bread is in the box. Now, isn't that simple? Oh. Mustard's in the closet, the bread is in the box. That's wonderful, Mrs. Davis. If anybody wants a mustard sandwich, you're really ready. Yes. Now, uh, before I do anything else, I want to invite you to join me tonight. Join you? Yes, dear. I'm going over to... Uh, uh, to... Um... Angela's house? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> She's so cute with that little absent mind of hers. <laughs> Sometimes she forgets what she's talking about right in the middle of a sentence and... A... Oh, dear me, I hope that cat's got enough milk. Well, I'm sure if we, uh... But then, maybe someday, or if it doesn't seem too... And that's why I can't join you tonight. <laughs> Thanks anyway, Mrs. Davis. I'll just spend a quiet evening at home here. But how about Mr. Boynton? Don't tell me he was too shy to ask you for a date on Christmas Eve. Why do you think there's mistletoe on all four walls? <laughs> Boynton asked me all right, but then he canceled yesterday. Said he's going upstate to visit his folks for a couple of days. But don't worry about me, Mrs. Davis. I'll have a gay time. I'll listen to the radio, read, and from this window I can see our neighbor's television antenna. <laughs> What's that, Mrs. Davis? It's Minerva. Where are you, dear? Oh, she's over by the tree. <laughs> Here, Rover, uh, Minerva. <laughs> Isn't it the strangest thing how she bites at the pine needles? I guess the rosin in them appeals to her. I'd swear she likes the taste of it. I guess to her it's like a Tom and Jerry, or rather a Minnie and Mickey. <laughs> come on, Minerva, come on over here. We might as well get friendly. We're going to spend the evening together. <laughs> well, I'll be running along now, dear. I hope you won't feel too lonely. Oh, I'll be fine, Mrs. Davis. After all, I do have an imagination. I'll hang my stocking up in a little while, and then when I'm pretending that I'm asleep, I'll sneak in and fill it. <laughs> oh, before you know it, it'll be midnight. Midnight of Christmas Eve. I can just picture it. 
A short, thin man in a black suit comes sliding down the chimney with an empty bag. St. Penniless, the schoolteacher, Santa Claus. <laughs> well, at least you're not bitter. Now, Connie, about my... My sister, uh... Angela. Uh, oh, thank you, dear. About my sister, Angela. Yes? Good night, Dorothy. <laughs> Good night, Bernice. <laughs> Oh, stop drinking those pine needles, Minerva. Come on over here. There's a good kitty. Now I'll just settle down in Mrs. Davis's rocker and we'll have ourselves a nice, quiet rock. I've got to exercise more. My bones are rusting. <laughs> oh, it's the rocker. It's kind of soothing at that. <sighs> you seem contented enough, Minerva. "'Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Yeah! Oops, sorry, Minerva. <laughs> I didn't mean to upset you, Minerva. Oh, gosh, I'm sleepy. Now, who can that be? Expecting anyone, Minerva? That's funny. There's nobody here. I'm here. Where? Oh, leaning on my knee. <laughs> What can I do for you? Well, I'm a salesman, but I don't believe in giving any sales talk or sob stories. All I do is tell you what I'm selling, and if you want to buy, okay, if not, okay. Okay? What are you selling? Well, it's Christmas Eve, and I'm just a small urchin, a little on the underprivileged side, and I'm trying to make a few dollars to get some wood to heat our tiny apartment so that while she's singing to my three sick sisters, my mother's lips don't turn blue. <laughs> That's what I like, no sob stories. <laughs> You're selling handkerchiefs, I'll take six. Well, no, ma'am, I'm selling Christmas trees. Only a dollar a piece. But I've already got a Christmas tree. Then I'll make it 50 cents. But I don't need... How about a quarter? Look, little boy. Well, payments can be arranged. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please take one, ma'am. These aren't ordinary trees, you know. They're magic. Magic? Yes, ma'am. You'd be surprised what miracles will happen to you if you buy one. Well, a quarter isn't too much to pay for a miracle. It's 50 cents. <laughs> I thought you said 25. That's when you sounded tougher to sell. Uh, oh. Well, before I melt down to my coal buttons and the stovepipe hat, here's 50 cents. Well, you won't be sorry, ma'am. Here's the little tree. Say, it is kind of cute at that. Would you like to come in and help me set it up? I can't. I've got to get right home. My sitter's been alone long enough. Sitter? Well, what about your mother and the firewood? Well, that's just a routine. My folks are attending a dinner the other bank presidents are given for father. <laughs> With the pitch you've got, you'll have your own bank by the time you're 12. Oh, thanks a lot. Good night, lady, and Merry Christmas. Same to you, you little underprivileged millionaire. <laughs> oh, I'll put this tree over here. Maybe we can find some extra trimmings for it in the morning. Minerva, will you stop gnawing on those pine needles? I wish I knew what made them so appetizing to her. <laughs> oh, fine. Now you come over here and let those things alone. There we are. Well, I guess I'm not the only one that's spending Christmas Eve alone without family or friends. But who can tell? 
Maybe Santa Claus has something up his big red sleeve that I don't even know about yet. Of course, I do have a squeaky rocker and Minerva. Jingle bells, jingle bells and merry stuff like that. Oh, what fun it is to rock with a big, fat, drunken cat. (laughs) As I sat in the living room Christmas Eve with Minerva the cat on my lap, I couldn't help noticing that the tree which I'd bought from that wealthy urchin had a rather peculiar luminosity. Although there wasn't any artificial illumination, it seemed to glow from deep down in its branches. As I rocked back and forth, I started to get very drowsy. Hmm. Little boy said this tree was magic, Minerva. No. I don't believe it either. Still, it is Christmas Eve, and... Some very strange things have happened on Christmas Eve. (sighs) All right, as she drifts off there on Our Miss Brooks, there's Eve Arden and a Christmas story from 1949, Christmas Day, broadcast... uh, with uh, Gloria McMillan is in this. You're going to hear Gloria. We had her on the air just a few weeks ago. She will be on this broadcast along with Gail Gordon, Jeff Chandler, Richard Crenna, all of the gang. You know, and most all of those people made the transition to TV when that series went to television. The only one that didn't was Jeff Chandler. He had passed away. Um, Bob Rockwell played the role on television, but Eve Arden took the whole radio cast over. We'll have more of it after this short break. Hi, Carl Amari here. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, Suspense, and Burns and Allen, consider becoming a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, members receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows in superior sound quality, along with historical liner notes and photos of the radio stars. The 10 shows I'll send you will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. Members also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood with 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. The digital links never expire, so you can listen to Hollywood 360 and Radio Rarities whenever you'd like. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. And when you join the Classic Radio Club, there's no long-term commitment. You can cancel at any time. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. This is Hollywood 360. So glad you could join us for our Christmas program. And we're listening to Eve Arden as uh, Connie Brooks. This show was on the air a long time. Made the transition to television. There were a few movies about it as well. Very popular on radio and television. And we're listening to their Christmas show From 1949, Christmas Day, 1949, The Magic Christmas Tree. Here's the conclusion. (laughs) 
What, what's that? Oh, I, I must have been dozing. Coming! Well, it's Walter Denton. Come in, Walter. Noel, Noel, Joy, you is Noel. Gracias. Come on into the living room, Walter. Ah, thanks, Miss Brooks. Here, I brought you this little gift to put under your tree. Oh, that was very thoughtful, Walter. Put it under this tree over here. Okay. Say, you've got two trees, haven't you? Yes, one for Minerva and one for me. What? Don't pay any attention to her. She's pine needle happy. Uh, well, Miss Brooks, as you know, I was supposed to spend the evening nestled snugly in the tight little confines of my own small immediate family circle. Oh, for heaven's sakes, come out of there. You're giving me claustrophobia. <laughs> but I went to my father and mother and crowed their permission to come over... Wait a and... minute, Walter. You crowed their permission to... Yeah. Crave, craven, crove, isn't it? Oh, Walter, of course not. Crave, crave. Let's see. Crave, craven. After you crove their permission, what happened? Well, they waved my presence for a long enough while for me to deliver to you, Miss Brooks, the little token of my esteem and affection, which is now ensconcing under the tree. Walter, are you still in my English class? Well, sure, Miss Brooks. Well, I'd better bone up a little. One of us is going to flunk this term. Well, it isn't just the gift, Miss Brooks. That's not the only thing that brought me wayfaring from the warmth and conviviality of my own heart. Oh, please don't start that again. I'm glad you dropped over, Walter. And if you want to spend the rest of the evening with your folks... Oh, there's no rush with them. They've got my present under our tree already. Now... What I'd like to say, Miss Brooks, though, is something I've wanted to say for a long while. Yes, Walter? Now, it's a little on the sentimental side, perhaps, for a so-called hep high school boy to be telling a teacher, but it's sincere, Miss Brooks. I'm sure it is. It's something I feel deep down inside of me, Miss Brooks, from whence so many of one's warmer emotions stem. That's whence they stem from, all right. (laughs) Of course... Even if it does seem over-sentimental or even downright sticky, Christmas Eve seems to be the time that you can say things like this and not sound over-sentimental or sticky. Christmas Eve is the time to say them. I just hope I hear them by New Year's Eve. (laughs) What I want you to know, Miss Brooks, is that I'm grateful. For what, Walter? For my association with you during the past semester at Madison High School. Well, thank you, Walter. I've tried to be a capable teacher. Oh, your teaching was nothing. What? Oh, I don't mean scholastically. No, as a teacher, you were very adequate. I mean personally. The interest you took in me and my problems. For that, I could never thank you if I lived to be a hundred. Of course, you'd be gone a long time by then. Merry Christmas to you, too. You don't know what it's meant to me to have your ear whenever I needed it. Oh, it was nothing, really. I have another one. Especially about girls. Gosh, you remember how silly I used to act about girls? Every time one of them looked at me, I giggled like a kid. And then, overnight, I matured. I met the one woman who really mattered. Harriet Conklin. made something out of you, Walter. I don't know what, but something. You saw me through the difficult transition period of that amour as well, while Harriet and I were adjusting to one another. 
It was wonderful to be able to come down to you for advice, Miss Brooks. It isn't every boy who has such an interest taken in him by some intelligent elderly person. Give me back my ear. I can't hear you. Not that you're ancient or anything. Gosh, I've seen girls who don't look as good as you do. Girls? What do you think I am? Shut up, Minerva. By the way, Miss Brooks, I see you got lots of mistletoe on the walls. Were you expecting Mr. Boynton tonight? Yes, Walter, I was. We were going for a wheelchair ride together. <laughs> he had to visit his folks upstate. His folks? Gosh, they must be well along in years. His father's over 50. They may shoot him next spring. <laughs> Look, Walter, while you're here, you might as well pick up the little gift I got for you. Oh, but Miss Brooks, you shouldn't have. Where is it? <laughs> Under the tree on your right. It isn't much, just a remembrance. Oh, gee, I almost forgot. I can't open it yet. Why not? Oh, you mean you want to put it under your tree at home and open it with your family? Oh, not exactly, but... Well, I'll get it later, Miss Brooks. Oh, there they are now. I'll answer it. There who are now? Come on in, folks. She was all alone when I got here. Then it's really a surprise, isn't it? We should have stayed home Christmas Eve. Besides, it's freezing out. Now, Osgood, don't be so grouchy. Hello, Miss Brooks. Merry Christmas. Why, it's Mr. and Mrs. Conklin. And Harriet, how are you all? I'm cold. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Come here, Minerva. Rub up against Mr. Conklin. What's that? What are you... Go away, cat. Why, she seems to like you, Osgood. Or is she hungry, Miss Brooks? She's not that hungry. <laughs> I don't like cats. Why doesn't she go chase a mouse or something? Oh, you forget, Mr. Conklin, this is Christmas Eve. There isn't one stirring. Hey, Harriet. Yes, Walter? There's a lot of mistletoe around this room. I know. It's real pretty. Osgood, notice all the mistletoe in this room? What? Oh, oh, that green stuff. More often than not, it makes me sneeze. Oh, come on, Osgood. Let's see if it does. Oh, now, Martha, don't embarrass me so. It doesn't make I... you sneeze, does it, Harriet? I'm willing to find out. Here's a nice wreath of it on this wall. Yeah. Well, here we are. <laughs> yes. Here we are. <laughs> May I, Mr. and Mrs. Conklin? If it's all right with Harriet, it's all right with us. Oh, come on, Walter. We're getting old. <laughs> Gosh, you're sweet, Harriet. Oh, isn't that cute, Osgood? Come here, dear. How about one for your faithful old wife? Well, it is customary, I guess. <laughs> uh, I'm under the stuff. <laughs> now, pucker up, dear. Very well. Yeah? I, you see, I... 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 I told you... <laughs> now, let's stop this romantic drivel and act like adult human beings. Miss Brooks, I'd like to take advantage of this visit to inquire as to your plans for the coming year's classwork. Do you have your schedule all laid out? Well, frankly, Mr. Conklin, I haven't had much chance to work on anything. Haven't had much of a chance. But you've been away from school all week. 
Your vacation started last Monday. I know, Mr. Conklin, and that's what I took the week as. I mean, a vacation is something you go on when you get the opportunity to. You don't work on it or during it, unless, even though I didn't actually go anywhere, when my vacation came along, I went on it, or was on one, usually. (laughs) And you wanted to be the head of the English department. Please, Osgood, this is no time to talk of school affairs. We're here to spend part of our holiday with Miss Brooks. It was very nice of you to think about me, Mrs. Conklin. It was nice of all of you. Where are Walter and Harriet? Denton, get my daughter away from that mistletoe at once. But, Mr. Conklin, Harriet isn't allergic to mistletoe. No, but I'm allergic to you. (laughs) Harriet's almost irresistible sometimes, especially alongside of older women like Mrs. Conklin and Miss Brooks. (laughs) Saved by the bell. I'll get it. Why, Mr. Boynton, come in. Oh, thanks, Miss Brooks. I thought you were going upstate to see your folks. Well, I was, but they sent me a wire that they wanted to come down here for a week or so. They'll arrive in the morning, so I thought I'd drop this little gift off for you tonight. Oh, but you shouldn't have. Where is it? (laughs) Let's just put it under the tree in the living room. Look who's here, everybody. Well, it's Mr. Boynton. Hi there, Mr. B. This is nice. Mr. Boynton. Boynton. Hello, folks. This is beginning to get more like Christmas Eve every minute. Sit down, Mr. Boynton. I'm certainly glad your folks decided to visit you instead of vice versa. Oh, so am I. There's a particularly good reason why I'm glad. There is? Yes. It gives me a chance to see how my guinea pigs are affected by this cold snap. (laughs) So far, they haven't reacted at all. What do you expect them to do, blow on their paws? (laughs) Miss Brooks? Have you pointed out the mistletoe to Mr. Boynton? Oh, why don't you stop that nonsense, Martha? (laughs) It isn't nonsense. Mr. Boynton, look at the mistletoe. Mistletoe? Oh, oh, yes, a very interesting example of the flora found in various areas throughout the globe. (laughs) An evergreen parasitic shrub, it is indigenous to the regions where apple trees and oaks abound. Now that the lecture is over, may we ask questions? Certainly, Miss Brooks. Want to stand under it? <laughs> stand under it? Well, you see, because of certain characteristics in its makeup, an allergy is sometimes aggravated by its presence. I'll take a chance if you will. Come on, Mr. Boynton. Yeah, come on, Mr. Boynton. Uh, just bring him over to this wall here. <laughs> uh, I'll get under it if you like. Well, don't just stand there. Can't you see Miss Brooks is cooking? Well, don't fuss for me. I couldn't eat a thing. <laughs> Boynton. Don't you know what standing under the mistletoe signifies? Well, I know what it signifies to most people, but to me it's just... <laughs> well, there goes 85 cents worth of mistletoe. Hey, I know what let's do. Let's open up the presents right now. Well, a splendid suggestion, Walter. Uh, uh, shouldn't we wait until just before we leave? Might be less embarrassing that way. Well, if you want to open them now, I... Dolly, this one tree is pretty crowded. I'll put some of these packages under this little one over here. Look out, Walter. You're bumping into one of the branches. Look out! Gosh, I got the funniest feeling when I touched that branch. What kind of a feeling, Walter? Holy... You're Harriet Conklin, aren't you? Well, sure, I'm Harriet Conklin. Walter, what's the matter with you? Nothing. Nothing's the matter with me. It's just that I want to tell you something. 
Harriet, you've got to change. You ought to try to be more like Miss Brooks. What do you mean, Walter? If you want me to stay interested in you, you've got to be more alluring, youthful, glamorous, feminine in that real feline Brooks way. Walter, have you been drinking pine needles, too? <laughs> Look at that tree. It, it seems to be glowing. What do you mean, glowing? Just a reflection from the streetlights. This party is giving me the memes. <laughs> Holidays, indeed. Here, I'll just move the tree where it won't glisten in our eyes. There we go. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Merry Christmas. I'm Mr. Conklin. Of course I'm Mr. Conklin. Happy-go-lucky, fun-loving, gag-a-minute-osgood. <laughs> Gag a minute, Osgood. Sometimes I've wanted to. <laughs> Miss Brooks, is that really you standing there? I think so, Mr. Conklin. Why do you ask? Because you suddenly look so different, so intelligent. <laughs> Miss Brooks, I've made up my mind. You are now head of the Madison High English Department. Well, thank you, fun-loving Osgood. <laughs> I'm going to put this wonderful tree where it belongs, right in the center of the room. Give me a hand, Boynton. Oh, yes, sir, Mr. Conklin. I'll just take this end here and... Miss Brooks. Yes, Mr. Boynton? Come here, baby. <laughs> said, come here, Connie. You did not. You said, come here, baby, and I'm here. <laughs> Look, he's taking her over to the mistletoe. Oh, isn't it wonderful? Well, 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 what are you going to do, Mr. Boynton? Uh, just call me Phil, Connie. And this is what I'm going to do. How does that make you feel? Oh, I feel like I'm in a dream, Philip. A wonderful, beautiful dream. Well, what's that? Mr. Boynton, where did you go? Where is everybody? Oh, I must have been dreaming. Well, that's real enough. I'll be right there. Oh, sorry, Minerva. I didn't mean to drop you. Surprise! I'm cold. <laughs> Why, it's the Conklins and Walter and Mr. Boynton. But you all just left. Uh, I mean, come in. We thought it would be nice if we spent our Christmas Eve together, Miss Brooks. Yes, and we've brought a few little gifts over for you. I'll just put them under this tree here. Yes, do that, Walter. Uh, aren't you going to ask me why I didn't go upstate, Miss Brooks? I know why, Mr. Boynton. Your folks are coming down to see you. Well, how did you know about that? I just got the telegram. Uh, don't let's get too carried away with the holidays to prepare for the hard school season ahead, Miss Brooks. Oh, let's you... not talk about school affairs now, Osgood. Walter, look at the mistletoe. Yeah. Look at it. Now, just a minute. Before we go through all that again, <laughs> would you please touch that tree, Mr. Boynton? The one on the left with the 
Why, it's gone. There's only one tree. Miss Brooks, are you all right? Of course I'm all right. Could I have dreamt that part, too? Uh, Mr. Boynton, would you do me a favor, please? Of course, Miss Brooks. What is it? Would you touch the Christmas tree? Touch it? But... Please, it's important. Oh, all right. There. Nothing happened. Well, what did you expect would happen? A miracle. Oh, excuse me. I'll be right back. Oh, I'm a little urchin, and I'm sewing magic Christmas trees. But you just... Please buy one, lady. They only cost 50 cents apiece. 50 cents? That's right. Here's two dollars. Give me four of them. And now, once again, here is Eve Arden. All over the studio here, there are happy signs of Christmas. Bits of red and green, holly, and some imaginative person even hung some mistletoe in the control room. Must remember to drop in there after the show. <laughs> but the Christmas spirit is even more evident in the faces of our cast. Together with our sponsor, the Colgate Palm Olive Peat Company, makers of Colgate Dental Cream, Luster Cream Shampoo, and Palm Olive Shaving Creams, we join in wishing you a Merry Christmas. Yes, Jeff Chandler and Gail Gordon, Jane Morgan, Virginia Gordon, Dick Crenna, Gloria McMillan, Jeffrey Silver our writer-director, Al Lewis, and our producer, Larry Burns, our conductor, Wilbur Hatch, and all the others on the Our Miss Brooks show. And we're gathered here to say, may this be the most joyous of the holidays for all of you. Mystery liberally sprinkled with laughs. Listen to Mr. and Mrs. North, the exciting, fun-packed adventures of an amateur detective and his beautiful wife. Tune in Tuesday evening over most of these same stations. And be with us again next week at this same time for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks. Bob Lamont speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. There's a fun episode of Our Miss Brooks Christmas Show, The Magic Christmas Tree, December 25th, 1949, Eve Arden starring and all her gang. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Lisa, you have a little announcement, right? I do. Well, there's a theater in Chicago. It's based in Chicago called Porchlight, and they are doing this great thing. So what we're hoping to do is go back in time with Porchlight Music Theater's WPMT Presents. And they're doing classic musicals from the golden age of radio. Yeah, but people all over the country can watch this exactly. on YouTube. Exactly. So each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Central Time, artistic director Michael Weber introduces musicals from Broadway and Hollywood as they aired on popular radio programs. So... Don't miss when he is joined in conversation with experts about that day's broadcast. And you can find current holiday-themed WPMT musical offerings and more at Porchlight Music Theater's YouTube page. Or you can go to porchlightmusictheater.org for this and other virtual offerings. So, for example, uh, Tuesday, December 22nd, we've got Meet Me in St. Louis with special guest Angela Ingersoll, who is just brilliant. We've got uh, December 29th is On Your Toes and January 5th, Alexander's Ragtime Band. So check it nice. out. You go to YouTube and then just search what? This Porchlight? is Porchlight Music Theater WPMT Presents. All right. Time now for this month in Christmas history. <laughs> exactly. We are going 
going back to uh, December of 1979 with this top Christmas song. More cowbells. <laughs> I need more cowbells. It is kind of sound like cowbells. Christopher Walken, remember? <laughs> I, I sure need do. more cowbells. So this is called Santa Claus is coming to town, but this version is by The Whispers. I was good this year, so I should get a lot of Christmas presents. I was really good. What are you hoping for? Santa, what are you asking for from Santa, Santa? Santa should bring me a lot of stuff. Like what? Um, G.I. Joe's. When I was a kid, that was my favorite toy as a kid. Mike, did you have G.I. Joe's as a kid? Not too many, actually. Oh, I love G.I. Joe's. Well, I'm a little old to play with G.I. Joe's now, though. Yeah, but, you're not. Yeah, yeah. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. More of Hollywood 360 after these words. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right, in our next hour, you will not want to miss the Christmas suspense episode we have for you. It stars Dennis Day. Yes, Jack Benny's crooner from uh, his Jack Benny radio show. He stars in a thrilling Christmas story on suspense from 1950. We'll also have, guess that, Christmas theme? Something like that. So we're going to play Christmas TV specials, and you're going to name the famous singers in these uh, specials. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Wow, Lisa. Should be a lot of fun. I'm pretty, 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 pretty impressed. impressed. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be looking for caller number three. Call right now, 312-642-5600. We're going to name the famous singers in these great Christmas TV specials. All right, 312-642-5600. Call right now, be caller three. They'll be on the air live with us. You will win a five-CD set of the Classic Radio Club. doesn't matter if you guess any of them right, you still win. Oh, you will. You know, it's <laughs> like, uh, it's just for fun. Call now. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.